is up bros i'm caleb and i'm jonathan and we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible welcome to the all bros this week on the podcast we have i closed the damn outline god damn it (laughs) uh so this being the first episode for when this gets released anyone watching currently this is not the case for you um yeah with this being the first episode in january uh happy new year by the way yeah happy new year yeah um we will be getting into our 4k spotlight uh for anything that is coming out within the month of january and then we'll get huh no i was gonna say there's like literally jack shit (laughs) coming out yeah i figured with that (laughs) and then all of the teasers and stuff that came out in december in our newer newer segment uh please your teasers so with that uh we will be getting we'll just get started with that so let's uh let's get it rolling Let's do it. Hello, my name is Brucker Nurse, and I want to tell you about my fun horror movie podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. On my show, I like to have fun dissecting out what makes a horror movie scary, what worked for it, what didn't, what types of fears does it play off of. Is it an allegory for any sort of message? I don't know, but let's find out. Also, I like to watch slashers. I'm a big slasher guy, so... I'll watch a slasher and do a kill grade for it. I will cover the kills and I will tell you how I would grade it based on shock, method, style points, and a fourth category that is a reflection of the movie. Besides those, I'll have fun with special topic episodes, commentary tracks, interviews with guests, including some Shutter directors, so I just like to have a fun time over here. If any of this sounds interesting to you or you just want to come check me out, please Head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere they listen to podcasts and search for Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Also, be sure to find me on Instagram, at Brucker Horror, where you get fun updates and some cool little posts that I do. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you get to enjoy the show, and I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. Alrighty, kicking it off with 4K Spotlight. We got a few new releases that we're going to talk about, um, all coming sometime in uh january so with that rose would you like to guide us through those i would love to um so we only got two big releases coming out uh in january there's not even any cool steelbooks coming out really Um, yeah right yeah january is a dead month for movies um it usually always is um so honestly the only two movies that we got coming out are the holdovers uh, which, if you listened to our episode last week, uh, me and Caleb broke this down. And spoiler alert, we freaking loved it. So you guys should definitely pick this up. This actually comes out next week. Or, sorry, th- the week that this comes out. Sorry. Uh, so it comes out the 2nd, right? I think that's... The 2nd of January? Yeah, 2nd of January. When did this come out? This uh, came out in December? So it actually opened in October. No shit. Yeah, yeah, real weird, right? That's really um, weird. Yeah, it's insane how fast. Like, I I get you know like how fast it goes to digital with movies now. Um, but even like how fast it goes to physical media is insane nowadays. I I remember the days it took like five to six months for a uh, movie that you like to actually appear, 
uh, in physical format, but here we are. You're like, it's kind of a mirror. It's a, it's rare if it takes like three months for it to actually, it's rare if it takes like three months for it to take that long to get to physical media. Jeez. Yeah. So, but yeah, so we got the holdovers and then uh, we also have Thanksgiving, uh, which is coming at the end of the month. Um, okay. I did not see Thanksgiving. Um, I do want to check this out. Um, I'll probably wait till it's like 10, bu- like 10, 15 bucks more. So like 10 bucks. Um, Cause I mean, I'm always down for any horror movie and especially a holiday themed horror movie. Sign me up. Yeah. How did this movie end up doing? Cause uh, I, I don't remember hearing anything like negative or positive about it. Um, I think it, it got a decent reception. Um, cause it actually is already greenlit for a sequel. Um, Eli Roth is actually already writing it as we speak. Um, but so critics wise, so it's actually an 84% right, right now on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's pretty damn good. That is really damn good for a horror movie. Yeah. And I'm sure they might've wanted it a little to perform a little bit better, but it's still pretty good. Um, on a budget of 15 million, it grossed 45.9 million. So it's, it's not bad. Not bad at all. No, I bet you the sequel is going to probably not be great. <laughs> probably. Um, but like, I don't know these, these kind of movies. Do we really go for like, you know, like quality cinema? Just, just saying. I mean, we could be judging this just based off of the cover, but that that's true. Knowing us, like we we finally watched this, and it's like one of our favorite horror movies of all time. <laughs> It'd be freaking hilarious. That'd be the shit, wouldn't it? I put it on the levels of Halloween. That'd be insane, dude. That'd be hilarious. Um, I definitely say we save that one in just. Like as a just in case for November of twenty twenty four. Absolutely, dude. Hell yeah, let's do it. Cool. Yeah. Anything else um, coming out this this month? No, it's just those two. Just those two. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, that's okay. it. Okay. <laughs> um, and only one I will be picking up on day one. And shocker, yeah, it's definitely the holdovers because this shit was a freaking masterpiece. Love this movie. Yeah, dude. So good. So good. All right. Well, with that, we can move on over to Pleaser Teasers. And starting, we got Godzilla. Godzilla X Kong, the new empire. Bro. (laughs) The the only thing that I, and I kind of felt this way with Godzilla versus Kong. I kind of hate that Godzilla is taking a a freaking backseat to the, to uh, the Kong storyline. Um, because he doesn't even appear until like there's 30 seconds left in the trailer. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's cool that they're teaming up and this shot was freaking badass in the trailer, like them freaking running together. Um, but just, it, it kind of sucks that like it, it's definitely still a Kong story. It's it, Godzilla's story is definitely uh secondhand. Very much so. <laughs> But I mean, I it makes sense though, kinda, 
at least for the route that they're taking this whole storyline. Dude, is it just me or we've been getting a lot of freaking Godzilla content lately? Oh, yeah, dude, we have like I know my buddy JC is happy about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because we're getting this movie. There's Godzilla minus one, which I haven't seen yet, but I hear it's fantastic. Yeah, I've heard the same. Does that tie into this? Uh, no, that's its own separate thing. It's its own. Okay, it's its own thing. Yeah. Yeah, so we got yeah Godzilla minus one, and then we got that uh, Legacy movie coming out, which I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure ties into this. Yeah, damn. That's a like, lot of Godzilla. Yeah, at I mean, least I ain't for, complaining. Yeah, I mean, all within, dude, within the span of a year. Yeah, that's that's insane. That that is absolutely insane. Yeah, but I am very pumped for that move for Godzilla X Kong. Uh, um, I I do. I got a question for you. Um, okay. The CGI on the one, um, the, the one <clears throat> is it ape? Is he? An, is Kong an ape or is he a monkey? Is he still or what even the hell is King Kong? Or is he a gorilla? I think he's a gorilla. He's a gorilla. Okay. So that orange gorilla that we see in like the, I think like towards the, like beginning, middle of the trailer. And then at the end, maybe like, it's just like this sorry, the baby or yeah, maybe it's just the size proportions, but I am not liking how that thing's looking. <laughs> it looks awkward. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> But I mean, this is the first trailer, so I can't really knock it that bad. Yeah, but, fingers crossed that they're not done. Yeah, with the, the CGI on like that. Godzilla and Kong look great, especially Godzilla freaking when he's like charging up his atomic breath. Oh shit! Damn, that looks so cool, dude. They better explain the freaking color change, like why yeah, he's all pink now. Because it was blue, right? In Godzilla yeah. versus Kong. Okay, it was freaking blue. Yeah. So I. I want to, I want them to explain that. I wonder um, if I asked JC if he already knows the answer. He might. Hmm. Like any like any question I have about Godzilla, he's he's the guy to turn to. <laughs> so I might I might actually ask him. Yeah, so I I'm I'm pretty pumped for this. This is one because of Godzilla versus Kong. I am definitely going to try and catch this one in theaters. S- same. Um yeah, uh I feel like the, these kind of movies, um, if it weren't for J- JC, I probably wouldn't catch in theaters. Um, but like, I remember seeing Godzilla versus Kong and freaking XD and that was amazing. Um, so I'm sure that this one's just going to be as good, if not better on that big of a screen. So definitely going to be checking this one out on in XD. Yeah. I didn't end up catching, um, catching the, uh, versus, until it came on HBO Max. So I watched it on my TV and I was like, oh, man, this would have been freaking sick in theaters. <laughs> it was dude. It was worth it. it. It was so worth it. Yeah. So as long as the movie itself is good and I'm going to wait for your thumbs up on that. OK. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely catch this in, in theaters. All right. Oh, yeah. All right, what's the next one that we got? Uh, next up, we've got f- the first trailer for Furiosa. This looks pretty dope. It Not does. I mean, so 
I don't know about you, but the only Mad Max movie I have seen is Mad Max Fury Road. Um, I haven't seen any of the old ones. Um, I'm sorry. I don't really feel the need to. It just I, I, like, don't get me wrong. This is a cool it's a cool franchise. And like Mad Max Fury Road is such a gorgeously made film. The the story is beautiful. Uh, the atmosphere, just everything is beautiful about that movie. Um, but just I, I guess like the older ones, I, I don't know. They I, they're not calling out to me. Um, so I kind of like this new era of Mad Max films. So based off of that and how much I enjoyed Fury Road, I am I'm looking forward to this one quite a bit. Yeah, um, especially with freaking Anya Taylor Joy being on this dude. Like she there's not a whole hell of a lot that's been a miss with her. It's true. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to replace Char- Charlize Theron, um, but you know, completely understandable. I th- I think like the original plan was she was supposed to still be in it, even though it was a prequel. Uh, but then they decided to go a different direction, I guess. Um, so I, as far as I know, I don't think there's any bad blood. I hope there isn't. Um, but yeah, Anna Taylor Joy was an excellent choice to play Young Furiosa. Yeah. So this is going to be my my inspiration to actually watch Fury Road because I have yet to see it, dude. It's oh, you're in for a treat like you, you really are. Yeah, I, I need to set up um, a VR movie night with with DJ and you if you want in on it oh, to, yeah, dude. to watch fury road because he said that was like the one movie that he never got to see in theaters and he feels like he missed out so i wish it was freaking um i wish this one was one that they offered in 3d because fury road is still one of the best 3d movies i've ever seen dude that was 3d was sick yeah so worth it but i don't know the last time we were on big screen i didn't see it there but you know they could have added it yeah i mean that 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 app is only getting better so fair i don't see any reason why it wouldn't yeah that's fair but yeah very excited for this one um this is kind of acting as like the live action return for hemsworth too isn't it because i know he was taking a little bit of a break yeah i think so and freaking i'm loving his performance here dude he was damn near unrecognizable there for a second Dude, straight up. Because I caught the trade. I I mean, I caught like the the, I guess the teaser for this, um, on TikTok one time. And so when he when it's just like ladies and gentlemen, like I was like, dude, that looks like freaking Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> like it took me a second because I'm just like, gosh, like that dude sounds super familiar. Yeah. But yeah, so now knowing that it's Hemsworth, I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see where where they go with this movie. And fingers crossed, I freaking like Fury Road. <laughs> yeah, dude, I hope you do. I, I I really do. Yeah, yeah, dude, I definitely can't. I can't wait to watch that one with you. Yeah, so super excited for uh, Furiosa. And then last, but certainly not least, we're changing it up here. We got a. Uh, got a video game trailer for our last one but it is a very special video game we got our first trailer at the beginning of uh of december for grand theft auto 6 
I can't believe that it finally freaking happened. Um, even Dude, though about freaking time, I know freaking there was a huge fiasco. Someone like leaked it early. So Rockstar, Rockstar just straight up put it on their Twitter. Well, someone leaked it. So here you guys go. <laughs> uh, which I'm not, I'm not going to get into it again, but just like, I remember I, I like freaking like, I felt like I poured my heart and soul out to Caleb with how disappointed I was that someone leaked it. And like, we didn't get to enjoy the countdown to rockstar actually releasing it when they wanted to. Um, but regardless, looking past that from phenomenal trailer, um, this game looks um, like after GTA five, I didn't think that they could up their graphics, but lo and behold, here we are like th- this shit looks amazing. Um, Oh my god. Bro. Holy shit. Does this this game look like it's gonna be good? This is actually this this trailer, I mean, I've been wanting to upgrade, but this is gonna be my push to upgrade my my console. Dude, same. Like I thought it was gonna be Spider-Man 2, but no, I'm so I I had a feeling that no, it was gonna be Grand Theft Auto 6. When it was officially announced, I'm like, okay, yep. All right, I got a year. I got a year to get a PS5 so I can experience this on open on opening day cuz oh dude I'm so excited yeah that's that's going to be the shit dude uh, i mean the the i talked about this with Brielle and she doesn't she's like not into video games at all so when i was talking <laughs> about all the improvements she made she's like okay who cares i'm like damn Brielle and I'm like, dude, think about all like the the new stuff that they're adding. Like they're adding it so the beach, like, like the beaches look like they're actually going to be populated, and it's not just like a few people here and there. Hmm. Like it's going to feel like an actual populated beach. You're going to get to see like, right? I mean, this is this all takes place in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you'll be. I mean, it's going to be like driving around. I want to. I want to say Miami. I know it's yeah, like. Yeah. A, I know they. They have. It's like a fictional. Yeah. So so it's, world, it takes but... place in Miami, Florida, but the, uh, their version is called Vice City. Okay. Yeah, Vice City is. Have they had a game in Vice City before? Yep, they have. Yeah, yeah. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why it sounds familiar. Then. Um, it's it's kind of like. Um, oh my god. Uh, like GTA five took place in Los Santos, uh, freaking basically it's, it's, uh, it's, it's Los It's the Los Angeles of the GTA universe. Okay. Yeah. I, I am pumped, dude. I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving that. I mean, there's going to be updated graphics. They're putting new, um, hair textures. So there's going to be a wider variety of hairstyles. So it's not going to be just the, the typical video game, straight hair, Mm weirdness i love yeah i mean they're gonna have that the population's gonna be greater there's gonna be like a wider variety of things that you you see i mean like the pool cleaners like people were comparing like you're gonna be able to see like people getting their pools cleaned or maintained or whatever versus anytime you went there it was like a plain jane background Mm. or backyard DJ's gonna lose his shit with that, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, DJ. Yeah, but I mean, it's that. It's gonna be. 
I mean, apparently from what I've heard, they've mimicked a lot of like those Florida man or Florida woman stories. And they've just kind of thrown those in the game. So you're going to get to like witness a bunch of that shit. Dude, oh. And freaking, I'm loving the protagonists that we have. Um, just, I, I love that. It's a couple um, them having to work together to get through whatever uh, they're going to, the challenges that they're going to go through with this story. Um, yeah. I forgot. I swear, it's Lucia. And I think his name is Jason, I think. So, so are these like new characters? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, these are brand new characters. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And cool. so yeah, this is going to be the first female protagonist in um, any uh, Grand Theft Auto game. So I'm guessing it's going to be like similar to five, where it's like you're switching off between the two. I, I would assume so. I'm excited for that. Yeah, same I am here. very excited for that. Gosh, I can't wait for this game, dude. dude right? Oh my god, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what they do with like the character customization because obviously they're gonna have an online mode. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel like that's a given. You know, I think someone uh, I I don't know if it was someone at Rockstar, but um I think no, yeah, I think it was one of uh, it was either Ned Luke or the guy that played Franklin from GTA 5. They straight up said if it weren't for the success of uh GTA uh GTA online. Rockstar would have gotten work to work on. I mean, they've been working on GTA six for a long time, but they would have gotten to work a lot sooner if GTA online wasn't as popular and successful as it was because yeah, that seems like a bullshit. <laughs> the, the fact that it was raking in so much money, they're just like, okay, well, you know, like maybe we can just, you know, like egg this on for just a little bit longer before we really dip our toes into GTA six. I mean, fair enough. I mean, if you're making money, elsewhere <laughs> but i mean my issue is that they promised grand theft auto 6 a while ago that, that's just, true they did and it's like they didn't even like offer any updates yeah there was there was nothing we got yeah. the announcement and then that was it yeah that that's true um and it's kind of been the same thing with freaking um skyrim because i mm. think we we got a a, a teaser for Elder Scrolls six, and I haven't heard dick all. Since, I remember seeing that. Yeah, since like it was, it was the same time Grand Theft Auto six got released, <laughs> or like that teaser. It was around the exact same time, and yeah, we haven't heard shit from them. So I mean, because well, I, I remember like that. when Rockstar was like, oh, you know, like we're uh, starting work on the next Grand Theft Auto. They didn't even say. Like they didn't fully come out and say it's going to be Grand Theft Auto Six. Like, hell, for all we knew, it could have been just a uh, like like a spinoff of one of the other games or a remaster of one one of the other games. Um, so the fact that it took ten years from GTA Five to GTA Six just to get the first teaser. This is just the teaser. This isn't like the full on trailer. This is just the first teaser trailer. Is insane, but it was uh, to me. I feel it's freaking worth the wait. <laughs> I'm very excited for this for this game. Yeah. And I'm not like I, I like Grand Theft Auto, but it, I mean, it's just been so long since I've played that game because it's like I beat the story and it's just kind of and I don't like playing online. Same. So I'm like, ah, so what? Yeah, right. I'm like, ah, so kind of like, what's the point? Like the, so that's why I haven't played it in so long, but I do kind of have a, a craving for 
that storyline yeah. or not even that the the grand theft auto story just like that type of game yeah so okay, i'm so hoping since... that they offer private servers and cross platform or cross uh cross platform is that the term yeah i think so I'm yeah cross platform sure. yeah. gameplay so we can play together like with you on your playstation me on my xbox like that'd be the shit or you could just get playstation forget you rose <laughs> you had a ps4 it's not like you've never had a playstation okay i didn't purchase a ps4 i stole one from my brother <laughs> still though you actually played it, it wasn't even it was a um actually it was a borrow that turned into <laughs> uh uh confiscation <laughs> oh my because like dude because what happened was i borrowed his playstation 4 so i could play spider-man okay. I, fi- I i played spider-man finished it and i was like okay cool time to give it back and then i just kind of kept forgetting to and then he eventually went and bought uh an xbox and then he like, oh, yeah, well, I don't really need it anymore. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I moved across <laughs> the country and still haven't given it back. <laughs> well, maybe the same situation will happen with the PS5. I doubt it, dude. The, the, my brother's so into Xbox now. Like, I, I doubt it. Traitor. Like, his, his two consoles now, he has a, the, the Xbox Series X and um the uh nintendo switch i feel it's very i feel that's nowadays that's like the one system that like almost everyone has a switch yeah either a switch I or a switch switch yeah it's it's i don't honestly i really should play mine more i don't play mine as much i want to get a switch really bad just because i want i want to play mario kart I didn't. I That's forgot right. how fun that game is, <laughs> dude. Right. But yeah. So yeah, getting back to Grand Theft Auto. Super pumped. Super yes. Pumped. Ooh, so so pumped. <sighs> Can't wait. Yeah, that's gonna be a pre-order for for me. Oh, same, dude. Freaking, I'm hoping that they offer a steelbook because everyone knows how I am with steelbooks. I hope they offer a steelbook. <laughs> like that'd be freaking awesome. At least we know it's not going to bet. Well, actually, wait, no, this is a video game. It still could be going to Best Buy. Um, but oh, so uh, someone that I watch on YouTube uh, may have gotten a, a specific month that they're starting to do. They're gonna get rid of all their physical me- me- physical media in stores, uh, just movies, not video games. Uh, February. That's that's the month that they're shooting for. The all movies will be removed from Best Buy stores and Best Buy online. Okay. So it sounds like January is going to be the month to freaking raid. <laughs> yep. Raid Best dude, Buy. Dude, freaking uh, the, uh, I don't know if you saw, but Disney, they did like these Disney 100 steelbooks. They were ugly. They really didn't look that good. But Best Buy had them on sale for 10 bucks each. Right. So even if you didn't love the steelbook, at least you were getting a Disney 4K movie for 10 bucks. Um, so I will fully admit I took a little bit of advantage of that and did pick up some. Noise. Yeah. But yeah, GTA 6. Can't freaking wait. Hell yeah. All right. 
Hold on, I got a freaking bug. Uh, I need... You got a what? A, a bug. Oh, bug. <laughs> on my damn... Uh, I don't have a freaking tissue. Or napkin or nothing. Alright, I will be right back. Okay, <laughs> sounds it, good. This bug's gonna freaking bug me. <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, um, I don't know what to do when I'm just solo. Uh, GTA 6, uh, we already talked about it. Um, but if I had to say, like, in order of uh, stuff that is coming out, or, like, the teasers that we talked Gosh, about. damn it, disappeared. Oh, shit. <laughs> in order, I would say... Um, Number three, Godzilla, X-Kong, two, Furiosa, and then number one, GTA 6. So, Huh? Uh, I, I was I didn't know what else to say, so I just ranked the trailers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what'd you say was, was one? GTA 6. Okay. And then number two? Uh, Furiosa. Okay, that's actually exactly how I'd rank them too. Oh, hell yeah! Okay, sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps up this week's or this month's pleaser teasers. Yes. Uh, so. so with that, I say let's get into this week's breakdown. Let's do it. All right. Alrighty, getting into this week's breakdown. Um, after we, I'll think of a way to introduce this shit. The damn bug came back, and now <laughs> it's freaking <laughs> pissing me off. Um, Holy shit! Okay, well, it has been a couple weeks, but we did finally ask a question of the week, and we did get some responses for that. Um, so that is a tie in to this week's episode where we will be breaking down Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Um, so with that, we did. At, so our question of the week was, what is something that you're going to miss about the pre James Gunn DC EU? Um, and so, like we said, we did get a few responses on that. Um. I'll start off first uh, over on Instagram. We got a response from a Curtis Christensen who said Green Lantern. Does that count in the DCU? It, it doesn't not count. Okay. I always thought <laughs> Green Lantern was kind of a gray area. It the, is a gray area, but it is pre James Gunn. All right. So, sure. I mean, so they didn't really specify i i tried to see if uh if they meant like the one that was in the Zack snyder uh films mm. but i mean that's to, i i i assume that they're talking about the uh ryan reynolds one 
Oh, that masterpiece. Yeah. Which I don't hate that movie. I never saw it, so I can't form an opinion. <laughs> yeah. I it's it's one I don't hate, but I don't love it either. Yeah. It's just kind of like I, I'm leaning more towards not liking it. Like it's it's one that I'm probably it's one that I have to like go a long enough period of time without having seen it to watch it again and be like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's actually trash. Or oh, okay. or like, oh that's that. that's not not necessarily as trash, or it's it's not good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my uh right. my first response. Um I got one coming from TikTok. From super tired underscore train wreck. I love that that uh, that um that username. That's great. Uh, they said a lot of it. Good actors, great costumes, good props, excellent universe, but bad writing. Dude, that is the biggest fault of the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like dude. everything else was freaking on point. Yep, agreed. Yeah. All right. Um, my next response is coming from Arth Mohan, uh, who said, got to be the Man of Steel. That's fair. Man of Steel doesn't get enough love. And I honestly, it's the reason why I actually like Superman now. I used to think Superman, Superman, <laughs> stupid man. <laughs> I used to think Superman was stupid man um, until actually Henry Cavill. Um, came into the role and now I, I really enjoy the character i mean i'm gonna have to get used to a new superman but that's okay man dude the biggest thing that the dceu was missing out on with the man of steel was giving superman a personality true that's a good point like he was just so quiet and soft-spoken like everyone just kind of acted around him and not saying that henry cavill did like gave a bad performance he gave an amazing performance like thinking back to when he was like on the verge of snapping zod's neck and like pleading basically pleading with him to not like or to stop yeah and then he's like okay gotta do what i gotta do and psh, like snapped it and how much that like broke him like you're telling me that you freaking gave us that, but you couldn't give us a freaking personality whatsoever. Yeah, like, that's seriously. some that's some horse shit. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, and that that's purely a writing issue. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely agree with with that one. All right. Um. This one is also kind of a tie-in. We got a uh, got one from a your fave Star Wars fan uh, who said Henry Cavill is Superman, and got to agree there. Henry Cavill, fucking oh, yeah. gem, yes, and his suit, dude, his oh, perfection. My only complaint about the suit is I wish it had a little like brighter colors. That's fair. Yeah, everyone else's suit like. I would also maybe say the same for Wonder Woman, um, but I feel like Wonder Woman's darker colored uh, suit worked a little bit better. But I, I would have preferred like brighter tones for yeah. uh, for Superman. And I've seen like someone do an edit 
of like, oh, this is wh what his color should actually be. And it looks amazing. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then we actually got two responses from Benny D 2004. Um, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll take this one. Uh, ben Affleck's Batman. Yes. Dude. What pisses me off is we never got a decent chance for him to show off his Batman. We didn't. And he was so perfectly cast as Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah. I, oh, it sucks. Perfectly cast. Like, okay. Perfectly cast is a bit of a strong word. <laughs> oh, but, ouch. okay. Listen, his. The ideal transition between Batman and Bruce Wayne should be like the tone of voice that he's able to use. And he was like, he almost seemed like a almost depressed Batman and didn't really have like, I, I would have liked to see a bit more like a cheery Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like if you think about like the Batman animated series, there was a very big distinction between the Bruce Wayne voice and the Batman voice. That's your point. Like you could tell that there was like some like a level of charm. It's just like, okay, how does the any other like Batman that I've seen, like live action Batman, it's very easy to see, like, oh yeah, that's definitely like how can you not believe that that's <laughs> that he's Batman? Because yeah. it's like he's not charming enough in his Bruce Wayne ver form to like be like this playboy billionaire like it's just kind of all just like it's it's not played out well enough and i think that yeah. they that's the biggest thing that they've been missing is someone that's that nails both the charming playboy billionaire and the dark knight yeah and yeah, i i feel like ben affleck was walking that line of being able to do that yeah but again, it's something that we didn't really get to see him do. Mm -hmm. So that that sucks. Yeah, it, it does. <clears throat> All right, um, what's your last one? So like Caleb said, we got two comments coming from Benny D. 2004. So I got to read the, uh, the, the, the second one. And uh, they said, despite the controversy, I did enjoy Ezra Miller's flash, but I'm excited to see a new take on the character. Uh, yes, absolutely. agree. Ezra Miller is actually the reason why I like the flash uh, so much. Um, I loved their um, version of the character. And I am sad that they do, like looking past the controversy. I'm just looking at their portrayal of the character. Um, I am sad that they they don't get another crack at it because I would love to see their uh, more of their Barry Allen. Um, but I still do look forward to see what James Gunn has in store for the character of the Flash. Yeah, which it doesn't seem like we're going to get the Flash for a while. It, are we even going to get the Flash? Not in the not in the first few years of the DCU. Shit. Okay. So. So far, the only like confirmed people that we're going to be seeing anytime soon is Superman, Guy Gardner's Green Lantern, 
um, a couple rando Justice League members and other heroes. Um, we'll get Supergirl. We'll get Batman. We'll get a. We'll finally get a live action Robin, Hell and personally, yeah. one of my favorite Robins, um, being Damian Wayne. Oh yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Damian, Damian, and uh dick grayson are tied for my number one spot in terms of robin all right um and then yeah so those two are tied and then it'd be jason todd and then tim drake and that's like the only thing that and it's it's close between those two and the only reason that i put jason todd up higher is because he him becoming the red hood is really interesting to me okay but I've I I fingers crossed, dude. I've always wanted to see how Batman or how how Damien and Nightwing handle each other because Dick Grayson is like the adopted son of Bruce Wayne, who Bruce Wayne views as his son, and then Damien being the biological son. Hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, like I, I want to see that di- that dynamic at play. And so <laughs> I'm just I'm praying that we get that because that would oh. be super cool. But yeah, Damian Wayne is uh, the best. I freaking love him. Um, But same thing. Same thing for Nightwing <laughs> or for for Grayson. I love them both. <laughs> <laughs> um, So I, I can't wait to see. A live action Robin and a freaking a James Gunn live action Robin too. Yeah, dude, like, that's gonna be amazing. Yeah, if anyone can pull off a live action Robin, like it's gonna be him. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, very excited to see that. Um, and then there is gonna be a Green Lantern series that was announced. And then let me see, like, what his. Okay, let's see here. So, Superman, uh, Supergirl, Batman. Okay, Swamp Thing. Oh, okay. And the Authority, which the Authority is like a, a team. The Creature <laughs> Commandos. Um, There's going to be a Themyscira Game of Thrones type story. Oh, okay. And then there's going to be some uh, some new series. So Peacemaker, uh, Lanterns, which is going to be like a true detective style show featuring Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan. Hmm. Uh, they're, I guess they're going to do Booster Gold. And it looks like that might be it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's the... Uh, the plan for the DCU, at least for the f- first, I want to say three years. Okay. So I think that this will take us into uh, 2026. Damn. Yeah. I don't, I, I want to say, I don't think anything's getting released 2024 for oh, okay. the DCU. Cause I okay. think Superman legacy is set to release in like mid 
2025. Okay. But I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited to see what what comes from that. Same. All righty. Well, thank you to everyone that answered our question of the week. We really appreciate it. Um, now getting into this week's breakdown. If you guys are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final all bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those get added up and magically spit through our algorithm and give us a letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar grade. Um, but yeah. So with that, if you have not seen um, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, uh, we are going to be posting that spoiler alert now because Rose is about to spoil the entire movie for you um, when he reads off the synopsis in our favorite segment that we like to call Reading with Rose. So, like Sam Nelson says, Rose, read away. <laughs> oh, my God. Huh. I still want to know why I'm in trouble, Sam. I'm just saying. I think he just means because he's awake. Oh, okay. And ready to roast the ever-loving shit out of you. All right. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Several years after becoming king of Atlantis, Arthur Curry has married Mara and had a son, Arthur Jr., while splitting his life between land and sea. Meanwhile, David Kane continues to seek revenge against Arthur for his father's death, working with marine biologist Stephen, Sh Stephen Shin to find Atlantean artifacts. He finds a black trident that possesses him, its creator promising to give him the power to destroy Arthur. Five months later, David attacks Atlantis and breaks into its... Wow. Orichalcum... <laughs> Reserves to power Shin's Atlantean machines. Arthur learns that this usage of our oh my god, orichalcum, which emits high quantities of greenhouse gases, has not only raised planetary temperatures and caused extreme weather and ocean acidification, but nearly caused a yeah, but nearly caused a planetary extinction when used by an ancient At Atlantean kingdom. To learn where David is hiding, Arthur breaks his half-brother Orm out of prison. The two meet with the crime lord Kingfish, who provides information leading to a volcanic island in the South Pacific. While on the island, Arthur and Norm stumble across the Black Trident, which Orm learns was created by Cordax, the brother of King Atlan and ruler of the Lost Kingdom of Necris, who was imprisoned with blood magic following a failed attempt to usurp uh, the throne. Realizing that the blood of any, any of the Atlanteans' descendants could release Cordax, the two make their way to Amnesty Bay, where they learn David has kidnapped Arthur Jr., the Atlanteans, with Wait, sorry. <sighs> mm, that was the end of the sentence. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the Atlanteans, with a reluctant Shin's help, determine that Nexus prison is located in Antarctica. In Necris, 
Arthur fights David to stop him from injuring Arthur Jr., though Arthur is almost killed before Mara arrives and saves her husband. David throws the black trident at Mara as she as she is taking her son to safety, but Orm catches it before it strikes her. The spirit of Kordax leaves David to Orm, who proceeds to fight Arthur and uses his blood to reverse Atlan's magic, freeing Kordax. Arthur convinces Orm to give up his hatred for him, allowing Arthur to destroy both Kordax and the Black Trident, with Kordax's magic vanishing. Necker starts to coll- Necker starts to collapse. David refuses mm, David refuses Arthur's help and allows himself to fall into a fissure to his death. The the Atlanteans and Shin escape to safety, and Arthur and Mara decide to let Orm go and tell the rest of the of oh my god and tell the rest of Atlantis that he died in on the condition he remains hidden. Believing the unification of the underwater kingdoms and the surface world is necessary, Arthur reveals Atlantis' existence through an announcement at the United Nations and declares his intentions of making the kingdom a member state. Whew. Damn. (laughs) Not bad. Thank you. Yeah, that could have been a little bit the the or or a calcum. Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. It's a freaking mouthful. So don't blame me on that one. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Oh man, um, dude, I gotta say, this was a pretty decent conclusion to the dceu i agree um i think it's getting way too much hate like people are saying oh the the dceu goes out on on a whimper no i wouldn't say that it doesn't go out on like a, a super high note like this movie isn't amazing but i feel for what it is it's a it's a good sequel and i i feel that it's a good wrap up to this character especially um and it it definitely uh, made me it made me even it made me realize how even more I'm gonna miss Jason Momoa as Aquaman, dude. I am bummed that we're not gonna get more Momoa as Aquaman. Yeah, because Aquaman he's never been like a cool character until yeah, he, Jason Momoa got his hands. He on him. he made Aquaman cool. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And it it it's it sucks. Like the, I mean even the comics they've adapted or they've brought in a little bit of Momoa's personality to Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Made him like fun and actually interesting and not just a freaking blonde Superman. Yeah. So I I hope that this gets um this is something that gets pulled over into the new DCU when they eventually get to the point of bringing in the likes of Aquaman and Atlantis. Yeah. But I, I it, it's a bummer. It is a major bummer that we're not going to have any more of this. Cause this, if if there's anything that's a that's a disappointment or that I'm going to miss from the DCU, it's going to be Aquaman. I wish we got a couple more stories with him. Yeah, and not just like yeah. little cameos or whatever. Like Arthur Curry is such an interesting 
character now, especially like with with the worlds that he's trying to to balance between being a land dweller and the king of the the oceans. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I would have loved to see him adapting that, like seeing him pass on the mantle to his son or like any of these other stories. Like, I think that would have been really cool to see. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I agree. But alas, it will never be. Yeah. But starting off with story, dude, I loved how this story was laid out. I did too. You know what? Unpopular opinion. I think I might have liked this one better than the first. Uh, not unpopular opinion because I did too. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah, I know I don't know what it was about the first Aquaman, but like it was good, but I didn't love it. This one I thought was honestly really good. Um, story was super solid here. I loved especially the the brother dynamic that they set up between Arthur and Orm. That was freaking great. Um, I I loved that you know Orm wasn't a bad guy in this one. Um, you know, of course it made sense in the first one, but I love that you know you actually get to see their brotherly bond uh, start to come to fruition uh, in this one. And um, just yeah, I I I just really like that this one really focused more so on Aquaman than than I feel even the first one did. Um, you really get to see who Aquaman is as a as a character, um, and with that, you get to see who Arthur Curry is um, as well. Um, so there there are certain characters that you know do take a backseat uh, backseat. Some for obvious reasons, some for other reasons. Um, I will say this though, and just to throw it out there, um, we're talking about Amber Heard and her inclusion in this story. I feel that that was really well handled. Dude, it was. Yeah, like it didn't feel like out of the ordinary with the amount of screen time that they gave her. It it fit like damn near flawlessly into the story. It made sense. Yeah, she was in it just enough for it to make sense and not feel awkward. Yes. Anytime she was on screen, I personally felt like, ooh, like how are they going to handle this? And then it, they'd move on to the next scene and then she wouldn't be in it, but it would make sense why she wasn't. Yeah. So kudos and, to James Wan for being able to pull that off. Yeah. Um, dude, kudos for him for everything. Like there's, there's yeah. not a whole hell of a lot. He got wrong with this film. No, seriously. The, I mean, the like pacing how did you was solid? Sorry. No, I was just the, the pacing was solid. The, the villain motivations were, were really good dude so, um, like freaking black manta like don't get me wrong i thought he was he was good in the first one he was phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal in this movie i loved his villain arc in this and the fact dude freaking when he like arthur reaches out his hand to save him i was like i swear to god if he grabs that hand i'm gonna no but he's like never and for, i'm just like yes finally thank you you didn't redeem a villain that's how it should be. I, oh, dude, there, there was two routes that I thought that they were going to go with that. And luckily they didn't go with either of them. Yeah. Cause I thought like one way it was going to be like, 
yeah, the whole villain redemption thing, kind of. I, I don't think he was going to be fully redeemed, but I thought like, OK, yeah, first my first thought is like, yeah, he goes and grabs the hand, gets pulled up to safety and then maybe like backhands Aquaman and freaking books it like that's what I thought the first route was going to go. Right. All right. And then um, the other option was that maybe he goes and reaches for the hand and then tries to like attack him and then Aquaman drops him and then he falls to his death. I am so glad that they went the third route and just being like a big old F you <laughs> and then throws himself from the cliff. I'm like, dude, perfect ending to, yeah. to this version of Black Manta. Yeah. Like Seriously. you could not have done that any better. <laughs> no. They, yeah. They really couldn't have. It was it was perfection. But I, I loved how even after being freed of the um the the influence that the the dark trident had on him, like he was still holding on to that anger. And it just shows that maybe that wasn't all dark magic. Like that would maybe like I think a majority of that anger and rage was always within him. Mm. And yeah, and I think I think genuinely the uh it was it, it was a matter of uh what's his face not being able to hold on to the um uh, I think there there was like different reasons why Manta versus Orm Ha, like had different reactions to the trident because i think with manta he didn't need like the uh the bad guy what's his name uh cordax i don't think cordax needed to have that much of a hold on manta because manta was already set i'm killing aquaman and he's like cool i need his blood anyway yeah <laughs> Like, I'll just give you that little power boost that you that you need to <laughs> be like more powerful or, or whatever. And then with Orm, he are like Orm had that had a rage, but it was a rage that I don't think he was acting on. And so that's where Cordax kind of took a little bit stronger of a hold on to Orm. And I love that, like that, that contrast between the two when they were both being corrupted by the by Cordax's magic. Yeah. And so yeah, just like like I said, interesting contrast. Um trying to think. Dude, I <laughs> it wasn't until I was like in the movie and and saw uh Arthur Jr. <laughs> that I was like, okay, maybe they don't need to go the baby killing route. <laughs> I was 100% anticipating them taking that. Yeah. And it was, I was just like, no, they can't. They they can't. Because like when, when freaking Manta had him and he was like crying in the, in his like room or whatever, I'm like, I can't freaking handle this dude. <laughs> like, I can't do it. <laughs> And so I'm glad that it, it he eventually like got saved and yeah and everything. And yeah, so I I am a little ashamed of myself for thinking like, yeah, baby, baby killing's fine. 
at least in terms like for this movie <laughs> finds a strong word but still um but yeah i mean of... the uh the threats that this movie put out there and the like the, the ultimate conflict of um what manta was trying to do with producing these obscene amounts of greenhouse gases to warm up the earth enough to melt um cordex from his tomb i will say even like cordex knew it was blood magic hmm. so it it almost it 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 threw me off like I, like once we discovered that it was blood magic because obviously we knew it we didn't know it was until later on yeah um the we didn't figure out that it was blood magic and before it was like so cordex would have known that because he was the one that was captured by it mm -hmm. so why was he having manta do this like kind of back alley way of free like of going like this route or was this purely just to like free the the kingdom because i mean they they had it enough and they were just like oh yeah we just need a, one well-placed missile will unlock it i'm like you could have just spent your time drilling yeah that's true like it, it kind of felt like a waste of time like ultimately when in once we found out that it was blood magic. Yeah. And I'm like, that seems meh. Mm -hmm. So I think that might be one of my bigger issues with the story. All right, that's fair. Um, other than that, I love the dynamic between Orm and, and Arthur. I thought their, um, their discussions were really fun. Yes. And I, I really liked the redemption that they had for Orm. Yes, that yeah, that was so good. That that felt well earned mm -hmm. yes. by the end of this film. A lot of the times that when they try to do do something like that, it doesn't feel quite earned. Um especially with the the shit that they try to that they're trying to redeem that that villain from. Yeah. And in his case, I don't think he went so far to the left that he wasn't redeemable. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, and then in the end, I mean, he did show that he was willing to serve or finish out his sentence. That's or finish true. out his, uh, like, repay his debts. So I think that was all in, it, in itself is a redeeming quality about him. Yeah. So it, it, it's just, I think this was really well executed. I agree. Damn. So where are you sitting with the, uh, the story here? Um, hmm. I think personally. I think I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be on 83. I'm going the opposite direction. I'm sitting at like an 86. Okay. I thought this was really, really well done. But again, the I am docking pretty heavily for that that flaw in yeah, the uh, in Cordax's <laughs> logic. Yeah, fair. 
All right, next up we got writing. This was pretty freaking sick. Yeah, no, the writing was good. Um, I would say just as good as the story. Um, my opinion. Uh, I don't know if like one was better than the other. I feel like it was pretty even for me, at least. Um, which is exactly <laughs> what you want. That's true. Yeah, I no, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but you know, the, the writing for all the characters was strong. Um, the, the fact that you know, since Aquaman's already had one movie and we know who Arthur Curry is, his writing has just gotten better. Um, I, I will admit that there there were some times that you're just like, okay, maybe Jason Momoa is just being Jason Momoa, but I don't really care because like this is my this is my version of Aquaman, and the writing with him is freaking fantastic. Um, like I don't know how you felt about the uh, ending and the whole freaking uh, how it was not a ripoff, but like a nod to the first Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate it. <laughs> I, I didn't either. Um, it it did not feel out of character one bit, so it made sense. Um, but yeah, no, like literally every every character is well written. They, um. What else is there to say? Uh, like I said, like, I think the story here is a lot. Uh, wow. We are. <laughs> we already talked about the story. Wow. Sorry. Uh, um, I don't know what else to say. Just right. Writing was just as good as the story. I was, I was quite impressed, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, I think I'm on the same page as you with it being like right on. So I, I'm also, I'm going to be given it the exact same score that I gave story i think i'm just gonna be slight well yeah you know i'm gonna be yeah, i'm gonna be the same i'm gonna be at the same level as mine so. yeah i mean the dialogue between arthur and basically anyone that he talked to was just incredible to watch yeah um i really liked how they um uh how they they brought Orm and Arthur together as brothers near the end. And they had like genuine, like brotherly conversations, which was nice. And I, I my favorite bit of dialogue between Arthur and Orm was when Orm was was like kind of figured out like that Arthur didn't want the throne. And he's like, so why did you challenge me? And he's like, because you're being a dickhead about the surface world. He says, if you didn't threaten the surface world, you would have kept your throne, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just see the just like, oh, like, really? <laughs> Look Damn it. In, in Arthur's face and or in Orm's face. And I'm like, yeah, sucks to suck, bro. <laughs> and just the, the freaking just the roasting after that too and he's just like oh well my father prepared me for years for your arrival when you would challenge me for the throne and he's just like that's sad considering how badly i beat your ass <laughs> <laughs> and he's like with little to no prep time <laughs> and he's like well mera helped <laughs> Like that's just that's such a brotherly interaction. Yeah. And I, I loved it. <laughs> but it, it was also Orm he it, like 
it, it helped you realize too, Orm's not necessarily like a bad guy. He was doing what he thought was the correct choice for his kingdom. And it 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 just showed more so in this, like he's willing to do whatever it takes for the benefit of the kingdom. Mm. And because of that, like obviously honoring as many traditions as he can, because he does yield the throne to Arthur at the end of the first Aquaman. So he's honoring that. He's honoring his sentence. He's willing to go back and pay it forward or to not pay it forward. He's willing to go back and pay out the rest of his sentence. Um, despite being freed. Like, and it wasn't like and what was nice, too, is once he saw Arthur, he's like, yo, we have a treaty with the with the fishermen people like you're going to jack this shit up. <laughs> And then it's going to be like all at war. So th I love that how that was his main concern. Not yes. that Arthur was breaking him out or anything and like, oh, yeah, let's get out of here. It was, yo, what the hell are you doing? You're putting the, the kingdom at risk mm. and just shows his his priorities. And I, I love that, like that little nod towards. Uh, or not a nod. I, I love the firmness and character that he has. Yes. Yeah. Like, I love when when they're able and. James Wan did an incredible job with it. So I just love when they're able to hold true to their, their values. Mm, absolutely. And ultimately it showed that Orm's only allegiance is to Atlantis and its mm. people and the, the kingdom itself. Yeah. So I, I felt like his dialogue really like well reflected that. And we'll get into it with character development, but I do feel like he had some significant growth as a character as well. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm given, uh, like I said, given writing an 86 on my, my end. And then moving on over to acting. Let's see. We have Jason Momoa who played Arthur Curry, a.k.a. Aquaman. Patrick Wilson, who played Orm. Uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, who played David Kane, or the Black Manta. And then Randall Park, who played Dr. Stephen Shin. Ooh. Dude, all four of these guys gave a great performance they, he, yeah they really did so freaking choosing a top three is really hard yeah for sure um i gotta say patrick wilson got yoked for this dude <laughs> role, seriously dude. yeah freaking when he first uh uh, gets into water after you know being skin and bones for so long and you see how freaking yeah yoked he is you're just like god damn <laughs> like oh shit like yeah he he looked great and i don't think we ever saw chasing momoa's without like he was like you didn't see him all muscled up right like he was always in his suit 
Yeah, and like, yeah, it was either he was in a suit or he was just in like, uh, looked like just like a, a uh, flannel that he was wearing. Yeah, so he's always in like loose fitting clothing and and whatnot, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that that Orm got to show show off a bit. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, so what's your uh, top three looking like? Uh, so number three, um, I'll get to Patrick Wilson. Amazing as Orm. I uh, liked him so much more this time around um, just because I feel uh, he had way more character development. He still had character development in the first one, but just the fact that, you know, we really get to see things from his side in this one. And like you pointed out, that his, his main thing um, is that he he truly cares about Atlantis and he just wants the best for Atlantis and all of it, all of the Atlanteans. Um, so loved that. So, yeah, definitely number three. Uh, number two, I would give to Yaha Abdul Mateen. Um, I thought he was good in the first one. He was fantastic as Black Manta slash David Kane here. Much more menacing. Um, just just all around just so good such a great villain and the fact that yeah at the ending when aquaman reaches out his hand and he just says never and freaking just pushes himself off and kills himself fantastic um and just ah, yeah he, uh, i didn't think that he could top his performance in the first one uh but he did just like patrick wilson did um so yeah he was amazing but number one just because I love his performance as this character. He just brings so much fun and energy to Aquaman. I got to give it to Jason Momoa. Um, he, he like Caleb and I pointed out, he, he made Aquaman cool. Aquaman was bland and dumb until Jason Momoa was cast as Arthur Curry. And now freaking everybody loves Aquaman, as they should, because he has brought... S- he has brought so much to this character, and I thank him every day for it. For it, and I'm and I'm very sad that he will not be able to play this character anymore. It's 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 a sad day, but uh, I look forward to the future. It, it wow, I look forward to see what role um, he will be playing in J, uh, James Gunn's uh, DCU. Um, uh, I, I, think- I I bet you it's going to be freaking. Lobo that yeah, I know that that's uh, like the biggest uh, like when it comes to like rumors, that's like the biggest assumption that people are making. Um, and if that's the case, re- that'd be really good casting. Yeah. I mean, that's spot on casting. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you, if you've seen Lobo in anything like it's, it's freaking Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's very true. Um, but yeah, so that's my top three. And honestly, that's exactly my top three as well. Oh shit! Hell yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a really close call uh, with Randall Park though. Same. He, yeah, dude. He's so. What is up with him? Like killing it in superhero. Um, excuse me, the superhero genre. He was amazing in Wandavision, and he was amazing here. Yeah. And the when women find him, Jason, pleasing to look at. Not just the women, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> not just the women. Not just the women. I freaking. Mm. 
Okay, I just want to anyway. point out that Caleb's the straight one here. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the one that's gushing over Momoa more than I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely a spectrum, and I will not say that I am 100% on the straight side. <laughs> there are a couple people that that would make me uh turn the or at least be open to turning the other way <laughs> if not if not temporarily and my wife okay. is fully aware of every single one of the people that would do okay. that <laughs> Jeez. Oh, i think shit. it's important to be that that um confident in your sexual <laughs> sexuality no dude i agree i, I think there, agree. i think there's like 90% of me, I would say, is straight. The other 10 could could flip for the right person. And that's a number I'm happy with. <laughs> okay. I like it. That's awesome, dude. I love it. Hell. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, Randall Park freaking knocked it out of the park. And yeah. it, was, it was so sad. Like it was such a bummer too, because it like you you see his perspective too, like because yes. he's like yeah I didn't want to attack or I didn't like want to use this weapon like but you gotta understand he would have killed me had I not yeah and then it's 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 that and then he's just like I just wanted people to take me seriously because I was very much on the team of like yeah Atlantis is real and yeah so it is um. Is rough. It, it yeah. was. Yeah, it was sad. Let's see, I have to keep showing Stacy the SNL skit Jason was in. He was a cab driver taking call from the doctor on speakerphone. They tell him he has ET. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember that skit. <laughs> I, I don't either, but that's hilarious. Dude, Jason Momoa is a freaking gem. Dude, yeah, he yeah he really is. Uh, but. Yeah, his yeah, gotta say he, top performance, but Patrick Wilson as Orm is a is the all these three are tight together. Y yeah, most definitely, like super freaking tight. Like it is, it is seriously a coin flip between um, Patrick Wilson and and Yaya Abdul Mateen. Yeah. Like it is really freaking close, and I cannot wait to see him as Wonder Man in the MCU. Yeah, I just oh. hope that they don't waste his potential, dude. I hope so too, because damn, he's such a good actor. Yeah, like a really good actor. So yeah, very uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, what's your? Your acting scores in that. Um, I think I'm just gonna be. A, I think for my acting, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be on eighty-seven. I am actually right there with you, but I'm putting it a little bit higher, sitting at an eighty-nine. Okay. I think they were really close to cracking ninety. The only reason I'm not giving a full like 
I'm not cracking into the nineties is because of a lot of the extras. Um, but I mean, the main cast was damn near flawless. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I wanted stated for the record that the reason we didn't include like Amber Heard or Nicole Kidman or any of like those other people is it or specifically Amber Heard is not because of the controversy behind her. And we just didn't want to include her. They didn't include her in or there. She didn't have a significant enough role for us to bring her up. She literally only has 10 minutes of screen time. If that. Yeah. <laughs> and then Nicole Kidman didn't become important until like the last half or honestly quarter of the movie. Mm hmm. So. And then everyone else was just super small roles. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Moving on over to character development. This is this is a, a tough one for me. Because, I mean, on one hand, you got Orm, right? Mm. Who had, like, I feel a really significant uh, growth in character. Versus Jason Momoa's Aquaman, I don't feel had much. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Um, and I can't really fault the movie for that because I don't really think that uh, that you don't really need to see Aquaman grow a lot in this movie. I, I, at least I feel like you know he uh, he he's king of Atlantis. You know uh, we understand why he did it. We know that he doesn't love it. And honestly, if he actually like finally came up, finally like said like, oh, you know, actually, um, I I disagree with what I said. Uh, I I truly do love it and there's there's no um there's no reason why i wouldn't um i feel i'd kind of be out of character a little bit um but like you said everything with orm like holy shit his character development was on point in this movie yeah i will say the the the, the thing that i would have liked to see and I don't know if it would have worked out. I, I highly doubt it. But I would have liked to see. Because you had two of. You had three kings there. Like in the in this final battle. Like the, the king of the. Like that that crab kingdom. Mm -hmm. You had him there. And you had. Mara's father. Who was the king of like some other sector of the ocean right so you had him the crab and then you had aquaman himself plus the queen like being mara and the queen mother being uh nicole kidman's character you had all of those people there all of them i feel could have vouched for orm and i think orm could have been accepted back into atlantis yeah, you know what? You're not wrong. Yeah. And then, like, I would have personally had, like, had him, like, reintroduced into Atlantean society, maybe acting as the, um, 
basically taking Willem Dafoe's role. Ooh, okay. Like as like kind of like the 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 advisor. Yeah, I like that. So how like Willem Dafoe's was like the advisor to Orm. I would have had Orm be the advisor for Arthur. Ooh, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, and then maybe he's the one that's like like that would have been funny to see like have have them still doing the meetings and stuff like the council meetings and have Orm be the one that's like waking Chase or waking Arthur up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of like Mara just letting him sleep through the the shit. <laughs> like I think that would have been a really interesting growth for for Orm as well. Yeah. Um but I mean that being said, I I I'm I don't dislike what they've done with him. Yeah. Um but yeah, Arthur you understand where his character has come from and where he's going in terms of being like a family man wanting to become a better king in Atlantis. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I really liked what they did with, with him, but again, it's not great growth. True. Honestly, this it's, it's not great enough where I would say by it's by himself. I would personally be at around like 78 for character development. But yeah. throwing in the growth that he had with Orm and the the bond that they were able to grow together, I am significantly higher. That's fair. So this is one I'm probably sitting around like an 83. I think I'm going to match you on that one. All right, next up we got effects. Dude, this blew the flash out of the water. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> that kills me to admit that. But I I will definitely agree. Um, because I feel compared to how the underwater scenes looked in the first one, I feel that these actually look better. Um, especially with the hair, the, 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 the hair definitely looks a lot better in this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it looks significantly better. Um, dude, the freaking action sequences were holy shit. Yeah, like, dude, the, those were amazing. Dude, that freaking last Trident fight between Aquaman and Black Manta Dude, I could freaking watch that shit all day. That was so awesome. Dude, same. <laughs> there there is only one piece of of CGI that was done in this that I didn't care for. And I don't know if you would have caught it. It was um they had just gotten to like the the Lost Kingdom, right? And it's the uh the octop or the squid vehicle thing is like it's like climbing up the wall it looks stop motion as hell i did not pick up on that I'm, Ooh, I'm gonna have to it, go it looked rough look yeah i'm gonna go out to go back and look at that <laughs> yeah it, but other than that like that was the only thing that stood out to me where i was like ooh, 
All right. Everything else looked incredible. Hmm. Like, dude, that's another thing I'm going to miss. Like, the, the visuals of, like, Aquaman. Like, oh, so good. I love that they gave him a freaking seahorse to ride. <laughs> dude, that was so badass. That was awesome. Like, oh, my gosh, dude. He looked so cool. And, like, again, it was one of those things. I did not think that they were going to be able to do it. Yeah. But lo and behold. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I can't think of a single effect that looked bad or stunt work that looked bad. Yeah, dude, I can't either. I can think of one thing that maybe looked awkward. Hmm. Um but it did it's still, I mean, it didn't look bad. It's when Orm is getting all cocky, like, oh yeah, like I'll freaking kick his ass when Manta comes and he's trying to get like Arthur's just like, yo, like I'm telling you, he's a, he's stronger than normal when he has that damn that damn trident, and he's like, Yeah, whatever. And he like goes to fight and he just gets freaking like clocked. And the way that he just kind of like goes flat and slides right like right next to Arthur. I'm like, mm, not loving that, but it's still funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I mean it was the movie is just freaking beautiful. Yes. And I mean it looked you're not going to get away from like shit looking rubbery. That is and true. Especially within a film that's as heavily CGI as this. Yes. But it wasn't distracting. Yeah. That is that is very true. At least not as distracting as the the flash was. Yeah. So, I mean, I I am I think I've I've cracked nineties on the effects. On Same. Like, Where are you sitting? I think personally I'm at a ninety-one. I am a couple points higher. I'm sitting at a ninety-three. Fair. All right. Next up, we got music. This is an interesting one. It it is um, because you know. You, I'm not used to. Uh... Wow, sorry. I, I'm not used to um, the DCU kind of like using a song like James Gunn would. At least I feel with his Guardian movies, uh, Guardians movies. Um, and I swear there was another one besides Born to Be Wild that they used for Aquaman, but I can't remember off the top of my head. And they worked they 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 really did that um, was a huge benefit they chose music that worked yeah but it also wasn't like so in your face that it like stood out either yes exactly so this is where it's a tough one because i mean the soundtrack itself was freaking banging yeah. but in terms of like how it fit into the movie i don't think it completely fit but that's it, fair it fit well yeah so this is a tough one i think soundtrack alone like if we're just picking the music out i think i'd be around like a nine okay like a firmer nine but yeah. i think with how oddly it fit into the scenes i'm sitting more around an eight 
I can absolutely agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got costumes. This is going to be a fun one to talk about because I loved these costumes. These were so, <laughs> so like the fact that they could make, and I know we saw it in the first one, but the fact that they made Aquaman's outfit look so freaking cool, like comic accurate Aquaman costume looks actually cool. Dude, it's, you want to know what I freaking love about this? They didn't change it yes. from, the, from the first one. Yeah, it is like, the exact is same suit. This, this is what I wanted from the Avengers. I want them to find one suit that works for all the movies and stick with it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like that was the biggest complaint that I had with Spider-Man. Is that they freaking change his suit every freaking like movie yeah and with this i i could i could watch them watch this suit in like five movies before i even like considered getting tired of it this was so good Mm -hmm. like the suits freaking incredible i i i i do like how they switched to the stealth suit yeah that made sense yeah but and, I loved how they didn't keep him in that. They yeah. switched him back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was only in it for the purpose that it served. Once he broke Orm out, he was done with it. Yep. And that couldn't have been done better. Yeah. Like, whatsoever. Dude, freaking the upgraded Black Manta costume, though. Oh, my God. Dude. Beautiful. Just when you think they can't get any better... They go and pull a stunt like this. Oh, this this suit was so cool, dude. Yeah, dude, it was so badass. And dude, and dude, the suit matched with the black trident. Oh my god, he looked oh. incredible, amazing, dude. When he freaking whipped the black trident out, I'm like, dude, this is the shit. Dude, for, I know they showed in the trailer, but that scene where he's like walking down the hallway and he flips it up and uh, the freaking um, be- green beam like um, uh, goes into it. Freaking chills. I love that scene so much. It's so badass. Oh, my gosh. Dude. When he was in the lighthouse and. Like after uh, Arthur's senior was going through the house and like trying to flip the lights on and everything, and he shows up in the kitchen, freaking chill throughout my whole body. Right? Oh, oh my god! I was, oh. I was like, you you can't get much better than that. No, you cannot. You really like can't. Pull, pulling the whole lightning shit. I feel like that shit's overdone. It worked with Black Manta. Yeah, agreed. Dude, if there was anything that needed to be pulled into the new DCU, is it's the Black Manta suit. They, oh, yes. Th- I cannot imagine a world where they can make the Black Manta suit work nearly as well as this suit does. Yeah. Seriously, though. it. Oh, my God. It is incre- incredible. Oh man, it was so cool, dude. I can't get over his suit. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Oh, man. Uh, gosh. I'm trying to think of like any other suits that like stood out, but I mean, those, I mean, those two, those are the ones that you want to stick out and they did. Yep. The only thing that I wish that they would have done in this is given Orm his ocean master helmet. Yeah, I agree. Cause his suit was kind of boring. Yeah. Boring. I think like what they could have done is like have Arthur knock it off when they were fighting um, after he'd been like corrupted, just so you can still get that like um, those emotional moments between the two of them. Yeah. Um, but I think I he needed his helmet. Yeah, agreed. That was something that was sorely lacking. Yes, absolutely agreed. Yeah, like I didn't need the full like purple suit or anything either. Like I just wanted the helmet. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Because the helmet was like easily one of my favorite parts about the first film. Yeah, dude. Oh, the helmet was so badass. Yeah, and it's a bummer that we didn't get more of or of that damn helmet. Yeah. But still, like, yeah, I have a hard time not giving this a ten. <laughs> I mean, dude, if you want to give it a ten, I will gladly do it. I say let's do it. All right. I think the costumes are just iconic enough. I mean, these two are great. Like, don't get me wrong, but. Even talking like Mara, like her outfit still looked incredible. Um, Dolph Lundgren's character looked great. Nicole Kidman's character looked great. And what was great about it is that their suits didn't change. Yep. It was consistent. Yeah. And I I love consistency. (laughs) Same here. (laughs) So, yeah, big, big fan of the costumes in this one. All right, last one uh, we got is personal score. Who do you want to go first? I want to hear from you first. Okay, all right. Um, so yeah, I I truly think that um, this this follow up to Aquaman is actually better than the first one. Um, I had a really good time with Fallen Fallen Kingdom. Wow. <laughs> And the Lost Kingdom. Uh, Jace Momoa is once again incredible as Aquaman. Um, and everyone else is just as good. Um, amazing supporting cast. And while it is sad that this is the last DCU movie uh, that is not under James Gunn, um, I do feel that I, I am happy that it goes out with this, with this movie. Um, so personally... Hmm. I think personally, I'm going to be an 84. I am going to be a little bit higher. So I'm sitting at an 88. Okay. And I got to say, like, the, the first Aquaman movie was good. This, I think, was a significant improvement. And I think it's mainly because they didn't have to get us to the point of him being Aquaman. Yes. So like they didn't have to do that build up. And like I've, like I've said before, origin movies just don't do it for me. Like they used to, I like to like be in the middle of the, of the shit with our heroes at who they're supposed to be. Yeah. 
And that's what we got with this one. Our our hero, Aquaman, was exactly where he needed to be. I'm glad that they didn't go the freaking cheesy route of him being like a stay at home dad or or anything like that. Yeah, he was some he was handling being a superhero exactly how I would. <laughs> where it's like, yeah, like being a superhero is cool and all, but I'd rather be home with my kid. <laughs> so I loved how they they addressed and handled that. Um, the action was awesome. The story was great. The The growth between characters was good. Like it, this hit all the marks for me. So, yeah, so I'm sitting at an 88 with this one. Hell yeah. All right. Now going with or going through these uh, scores real quick. Starting off with story, we are sitting at an 84.5. The writing is sitting right in line with that. Also sitting at an 84.5. The acting had a decent bump sitting at an 88. Character development took a little bit of a dive, and that's mainly due to um, Aquaman himself. Uh, so we're sitting at an 83 with that. The effects were fantastic. Uh, so we ended up giving that a 92. The music, um, though there was iconic songs, didn't necessarily always fit with the tone of the film. Uh, so we did end up giving that an 8 out of 10. And then the costumes, and this is... This could all honestly be completely attributed to Black Manta. <laughs> uh, we, we'll be giving this one a 10 out of 10. And then our personal score averaged out to an 86. So with that, the final All Bros letter grade for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom has come out to a... B+. Nice super nice yeah i i think this is a good uh a, a really good placement for this one i agree yeah so like i said sitting at a b plus this is sitting at an 87.87 percent nice so it is a very strong um b plus because our cutoff is 90%. Okay. So Hell it's yeah. on it's on the higher end of of B plus because our cutoff is oh it's I guess it's 86. So it's it's a it's a point. It's got a good cushion, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so sitting at an 87.87. So do you want to hear what this is above first or what it's below? Let's switch it up from last week. Let's hear, hear what it's above first. Okay. So this is sitting above Rhea and the Last Dragon. Yeah, I can agree with that. It is above Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Okay. It's above Parasite. Oh, wow. I know. Damn. The, the only reason that I would say that this is like maybe some slight disagreement uh, is because of, I think the story for parasite like far exceeds Aquaman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
Sam, I've been wanting to go see this. Maybe I'll go there this weekend. Do it. Yes, do it, it's Sam. A, it's, a, it's a really good one. Yeah, you'll have a good time. Yeah, so uh, let's see. It's above Parasite. It is above How to Train Your Dragon, the first okay. one. And it is above the Black Phone. Okay. That's not and bad. And I'm trying to see where... Like just for shits and giggles, where the flash was. <laughs> just compare the, just to compare the two. All right, we'll figure that out in a minute. All right, so. All right, so what it's below, this is sitting below Oppenheimer. Okay. Yeah, I can agree with that. It's below air. Okay. Uh, it's below the prom. Wow. Yeah, right? I know. I bet you music. That. Music's probably what. Yeah. Um, it is below the invisible man. Okay. And it is below glass onion. Okay. All right, not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, yeah, I'm just looking through the, uh, You're still trying to find list. out where the flash ranked compared. Yeah. I, I want to <laughs> compare this to like the other, um, like the other DCU movies. Mm. Excuse me. Uh, oops. And Okay. Funny enough, this is actually so Aquaman is taken. Oh, wait, am I missing? I feel like I'm missing a, a DC movie. So I have both Aquaman's Shazam one and two Suicide Squad, Black Adam. And the Flash. Am I missing one? Uh, Blue Beetle. That's right. Okay. So Aquaman is now our highest ranked DCEU movie. Oh, damn. Okay. And then on the opposite end, it is also Aquaman is our lowest <laughs> ranked DCEU. That's movie. hilarious. Oh, that's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um, so to, to rank these in order. So it goes Aquaman or Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Wait, so it, I mean, the margins are pretty close here. Like the okay. difference between Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and the first Aquaman is 10%. Okay. So, I mean, it's pretty close margins. Yeah. So the highest, I mean, the, the highest ranking is B. Plus. Um, the lowest ranking is a C. Plus. Okay. Um, so yeah, going through this list, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, then Black Adam, then it, we dude, gave Black I Adam think that high? We gave it's eighty six point five. Oh God, what the hell were we thinking? What do you mean? What were we thinking? Like, dude, you're giving that movie shit unnecessarily. This is why we do this shit. So <laughs> accountability. <laughs> 
right, yeah. okay. My my question is, have you watched that movie since we reviewed it? I have, and I don't disagree with any of our scores. All right, okay. I have gone back and like readdressed. The reason it got so high was because the effects were good and the costumes were great. Okay. And I think that I think we had a, a thing for the score as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, then it's Shazam: Fury of the Gods. <laughs> I do Dude. not like this ranking. <laughs> yeah. Then the Flash. Oh, then funny. Blue Beetle. Then the Suicide Squad. Then Shazam one, and then Aquaman. Wow. How how the hell do we rank Shazam to that high? And also Blue Beetle that low. The, I, the mar it's the difference between Fury of the Gods and Blue Beetle is two percent. Shit. Okay. So the margins are freaking toit. Damn. Okay. Um, can we re- can we revisit Fury of the Gods? Because I'd like to give that like a sixty-two for my personal score. Bullshit! <laughs> You're such a liar. Oh man, what did I get my personal score for that? That's a great question. I'm just curious. Uh, let me find out. <laughs> I swear to God, if I gave it in the '80s, I don't even know myself. All right. This is going to take a minute. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're talking the Flash? Uh, no, or... Shaz- Shazam Fury of the Gods. Oh, Fury of the Gods. Okay. Uh... <laughs> a 75. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I can agree with me giving it that. <laughs> What did you give it? Uh, like an 80, 85, I think. You son of a bitch. <laughs> That's funny. Dude, this is why I love it, because it's like our personal score. Like, you can't necessarily are like individual scores. You We can usually still agree with. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that's freaking funny as shit, dude. I swear we're missing a, a movie, though. Oh, um, didn't we do the Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League? That's right. We did do. I think after that, that's it. Um, And then did we do Wonder Woman 84 in this format or no? Yes. Okay. But I think after that, that's it. Yeah. Okay. So Suicide Squad. Both Justice Leagues, Wonder Woman, 1984, uh, Batman doesn't count, uh, Blue Beetle, Black Adam, uh, Aquaman, Shazam, The Flash, oh, yep, The Flash, think that's it yeah i think yeah i think you're right because i i typed in batman there's nothing there what other dcu movies are there um we didn't do one yeah we didn't do one for batman v superman we didn't do one for the original wonder woman yeah i don't think um, we did man of steel no yeah i think that's it 
Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So here's our official DC ranking then. Okay. So starting off at the bottom is jo or Joss Whedon's Justice League. Okay, thank God. Then Zack Snyder's Justice League. What the fuck? Dude, Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League was barely better than the... Barely? Barely. It was no, four it hours was long. Not. It, was, it was... But it was a perfect four hours. It was exactly what Zack Snyder wanted it, and it was great. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Caleb. <laughs> I think you're wrong, Rose. I, th I think, I think if you tried watching it again, you'd, your ass would fall asleep. Bet. Bet. <laughs> I feel the reason why it's so low is... Um, I swear, and this is nothing against the two guests that we had. I swear that they didn't like it as much as we did. So that's why they're the score. That's probably lower. it too. That probably ah. had something to do with it. Yes. So okay. So yeah, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, Shazam. Wait, we ranked eighty four higher than Aquaman. Yeah, not wow. by much. What is wrong with us? Dude, it's not by much. It is 0.4% difference. Okay. Still though. So this could have easily been a costume situation. All right, touche. <laughs> or you know what I bet it was? I bet it was effects. All right. All right. So yeah, Wonder Woman 1984, because those are both C plus movies. Okay. Uh Snyder's Justice League is a C minus. Justice League is a C or is a D plus. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's well deserved. And then so after yeah, after nine or after eighty-four, it's Shazam, James Gunn's Suicide Squad, Blue Beetle, Flash, Fear of the Gods, Black Adam, Lost Kingdom. Okay. So we need to throw we need to throw in like Man of Steel. We need to come up with like an official DC ranking now. We do. <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't agree. I have to agree with all of these, but I don't at the same time. Dude, the only reason that you don't is because like having to rank them all. Because I, I bet you a lot of these situations where like that we're disagreeing with, your personal score is probably lower than yeah. what it scored. No, you're right. Yeah, but that's funny as shit, though. That... Like, I almost want to post this. <laughs> Like we should. Like want to see right? why Rose was so pissed off the last twenty minutes of the podcast. Here you go. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, that wraps up uh, this week's breakdown. <laughs> got a little. So, bit uh, unless you have anything else to say about this movie, uh, no, I got nothing. All right. Well, uh, well, if you like this episode, want to check out more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are damn near everywhere. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere. You can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube. Um, but be sure to follow and subscribe to us on social media. Um, we are on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, all at the at all at the all bros. 
Um, so yeah, be sure to follow on those platforms uh, so you guys can answer our question of the week when we post them. Um, yeah. Next week, uh, we will be breaking down Wonka. Yes. So freaking excited. Yeah, this one's been a, a long time coming, but we're I'm very excited to, to get into this one. Um, so, yeah, you guys can look forward to that next week. Uh, thank you yeah, thank <laughs> for you, joining Sam. us, Tim. We really appreciate you. We do. And whoever the silent listener on Twitch is, like, because I can see who's who's watching. There's the one person on Facebook, which is Sam. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's one person on Twitch. So whoever you are, thank you. Yeah, you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you guys can look forward to us breaking down Wonka next week. Until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next time. Deuces. Show long. Ooh, I squeaked real bad. Well, Caleb hit puberty part two. <laughs>